0: Assuming I continue this journey, it's gonna change a lot of things and it's going to change my mindset a lot. And I really encourage anyone who's considering doing it, but isn't sure if the time is right to just get out there and do it because time's never gonna be right. I am case in point, but you know, you just gotta pull that cord and do it, man.
1: Welcome back to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek. I am your host, Zach Badger Davis. In the first two episodes of this season, our correspondents checked in from the comforts of their homes. Today is the day we hear from our hikers on trail, specifically from their first night into their journey. As you might imagine, this is a time when emotions are running high. Months of prep and anticipation have morphed into the real deal, steps toward their half year backpacking goal. Okay, enough for me. Let's check in with our correspondents. Here they are.
2: Hey, y'all. This is Hazel and Ellie checking in from the Appalachian Trail. Ellie just went off to get some firewood, so I'm going to do this podcast on my own. But we just summited Katahdin. We're staying at Katahdin Stream Campground tonight. It's June 2nd, and we just got off the peak about 30 minutes ago, so it's 3 o'clock right now. Um thinking of cooking up some early dinner. Maybe we'll have first and second dinner tonight. Um, So again, Ellie's getting firewood. We're going to cook up some sausages, which we're hyped about. Katahdin, though, ended up being a breeze compared to what we were thinking it would be. It was definitely still tough. But after doing the Vermont High Point last week, which was supposed to be a five-mile hike, and we did a two-mile hike up it instead, which was ridiculously steep, um... Katahdin was a breeze. We thought it was going to be much harder than this. So we had a really good time on it. We went over the knife's edge. We really lucked out on the weather today. It was stunning. The sun was shining and it all just fell into place. We're on cloud nine right now. And I think once we start the 100 mile wilderness, we're definitely going to get a reality check with the bugs and some nastier weather coming in. But you know, it's life, it's through hiking. We'll make it through and we're so excited to start. The past few days before summoning Katahdin, we've spent at Acadia National Park. We drove up on Friday, and so we spent three days there with my friend Max, who works in the AMC Hut. So I'm hoping we'll see him around mile 300. We'll go hang out at Madison Hut and say hi. Um, So I'm super stoked for that. But we spent three days in Acadia and ended up being a total washout. It was raining 50 degrees, but it kept the tourists at bay. And so we spent a whole day hiking. I think we probably... Hiked about 15 miles by the end of the day. We just traversed all the way around the park. Had a really great time. Explored some sea caves that I'd never seen before, and kind of went off trail to find some unique little things around the park. So that ended up being a really great time. And then after we spent those days there, we headed up to Monson, Maine, where I dropped my car at Shaw's Hiker Hostel, and hopefully we'll go back and visit them once we get through the 100 mile wilderness. But Dropped my car there. My dad picked us up from Shaw's and he drove us over the Golden Road out to Katahdin. And so the Golden Road is this giant logging road. And there's definitely easier ways to get to the park, but he wanted to just show us like what rural Maine was really like. And it was definitely a reality check for us because we'd never seen anything that crazy before. Um, It was just rocks and mud for miles and miles and he definitely destroyed the suspension in our car but you know it's life (laughs) so won't have to drive that one for a while i'll be on trail we made it here and that's what's important so oh ellie's coming back right now she's got the firewood sweet we're gonna make some mean sausages in a minute i'm hyped anyway hazel is logging off catch you guys in a few weeks
0: Hey, it's Lara coming at you from the 100 Mile Wilderness. Um, I am in Wabanaki Confederacy Land, I think specifically um, the Penobscot. Um, But yeah, so made it here, that's exciting. Um, I have not hiked Katahdin yet, which is the first thing I gotta say. Um, This morning my parents dropped me off at the trailhead to the 100 mile and I will be hiking that for the next 10-ish days. Um, Unfortunately my doctor called me the night before I was supposed to um, drive up here to Maine and told me that uh, I have a fairly large ovarian cyst that does need to be surgically removed so um, I'm going to hike the 100 mile, go back to Jersey for about six weeks so that I can have surgery and take the six weeks to recover because that's what is mandated. Um, and then hopefully I will come back up here to Maine, hike Katahdin, hike to the 100 mile wilderness trailhead, and then, um, pick up on the other side of the 100 mile. I know it's a little bit of a roundabout way of doing it, but. That's all I got to work with right now. Um, And this may be the last that you hear from me because I don't really want to hold up this podcast, but we'll see where that goes. Um, Anyway, so the two days before I left for the trail, I was driving back from uh, Vermont, driving from Vermont down to Jersey. um, And I was having like almost a full blown panic attack in the back of the car to the point where it was like, all right, friend who's currently driving, I need you to get out of the car and let me drive the rest of the way home. I just need something to focus on. So I was just freaking out so much about this trip because there's so many unknowns that you just, you can't account for. Like I had never done a long distance backpacking trip before. Um, I don't know what it's like to hike in Maine that much. I mean, I did it when I was younger, but not for days, um, but now I'm here and it's pretty good, I gotta say. Um, I saw the most beautiful sunset last night, uh, driving to Able Stream and this day has been, you know, crisp and clear. Um, Right now, I'm watching a bunch of woodpeckers just going at the trees, and they don't seem to mind me at all. Um, I've not seen any moose yet, but honestly, some of these views are really great. Um, That being said, though, I did push it a little bit today, miles-wise, and uh, my feet want to not exist anymore. Um, so maybe I'll get them removed in addition to my ovary, you know, whatever, going ultra light by removing body parts. It's cool. Um, but yeah, that's what I got for you right now. Um, I'm sure that assuming I continue this journey, it's, it's going to change a lot of things and it's going to, um, change my mindset a lot and help me be happier. Um. And I really encourage anyone who's considering doing it, but isn't sure if the time is right to just get out there and do it because time's never gonna be right. I am case in point, but you know, you just gotta pull that cord and that can do it, man. All right, that's enough of this. Possibly the last time signing out, we'll see. It's Lara, bye. Okay, so it's day two. And I know that I ended that one like pretty nicely, but I just gotta add some things. I made that before other people rolled up into camp. I honestly thought I was gonna be alone because it was getting kind of late. But last night was so great. We were camped out on um, the side of a lake and um, it was me and two other people. And one of them had a guitar with them and we made a fire and we sat around the fire singing songs Um, and i can't sing for shit, but they were both really good and it honestly it was the most beautiful thing i couldn't have asked for a better night better first night on trail Um, and i don't know being out here just feels so right and so good and i'm really sad that i'm gonna end up probably not seeing these people uh after i finish up the 100 mile um just because of timing but that's life you gotta enjoy it while you got it all right yeah probably the actual last time signing out now all right this was good thank you bye
3: This is M8, here just south of Dunsmuir, California, which is our start of our trail. It's like just south of Mount Shasta, basically. And we started the trail yesterday morning, but um, the night before that, we had at home a big send-off party with friends and family there to hear about our adventure and we had it we live streamed it on Facebook and so we had people um, joining in from there and it was just a really great time i guess it was like an hour and a half and we prayed at the end and it was just really great so the night before leaving spent that time with family and friends and unfortunately I had a little too much caffeine to drink and I only got two hours of sleep before we left, before the next morning which we got up at 4.30am, left by 5.15 and we had a six hour drive to Castella where we hopped on our trail. Just as a reminder um, we're going southbound on the PCT but we started in California going southbound to South Lake Tahoe to give us a little head start on the trail and get our hiker legs underneath us and make it so that we have more time to get to the Mexican border. So we'll flip up there into Washington in July when there's a little less snow. So uh, here we are. We got to the trailhead, and my husband, whose trail name now is Sherpa Dave, (laughs) he barbecued us hamburgers, had beer and drinks for us, and made hash browns and all kinds of yummy stuff, had ice cream bars for us. And that was right before we set out. So, unfortunately, this week is an unusually high heat week um, the air quality is unsensit- bad for unhealthy for sensitive folks and luckily that's not us when we got started on our walk yesterday it was like 90 degrees so hot um, but uh-huh. we did it we had seven we walked seven and a half miles and it was a little bit challenging uphill of course but not too bad of a grade and um that was yesterday got to our camp we were all exhausted i think we got to bed by nine but my daughters and i um cowboy camped together which is really fun we we were we put our tent down and we put our mats down on top of the tent and then you know our sleeping bags and we were on a slope a bit too much of a slope Felt like we were on slipping sides all night long. We had a good laugh about it, but it really wasn't that fun uh, last night. It was fun to sleep under the stars, for sure. That was really awesome. So today is our first full day, and ah, uh, the the views of Castle Craig's and Mount Chasta just amazingly beautiful. And again, it's supposed to be like 100 degrees today, 106 in two days. So we're going to have to plan real strategically. But I tell you, saying goodbye to Chirpy Dave, my husband, yesterday was a bit hard. I'm going to see him. He's going to be popping in and off trail, resupplying us, transporting us, that kind of thing. But... um, it is hard to say goodbye for six months, basically. See him off and on. Next time I'll see him, it'll be a month from now. So my daughter cried a lot. She's 13. So that was hard for her. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the hardest parts. Plus, um, I have three young grandchildren, five, four, and two And I watch them at home, most every day, and not seeing them for six months, that's a long time. So those kind of feelings, leaving off on trail, um, just a little, you know, what did I forget? (laughs) Worrying about that kind of thing. I forgot to put duct tape on my poles, which I use a lot and I forgot to put a battery in my watch. So here I'm carrying a watch that doesn't even work. Those are the things right now that I know that I've forgotten. But I'll figure that out <laughs> in town next. So um, feeling pretty good. Shoulders are hurting. Didn't really anticipate that so much. Um, but I have a heavy pack. We um, packed eight days of food. We're taking seven days to get into town. So that's a long distance for us. And that's a lot of weight. And last night we were dry camping on top of that. So we had to carry extra water too. So that was kind of a hard hard way to start. But it was gorgeous, beautiful. And um, this morning I just really enjoyed listening to my praise music. And I listened to the word of God read on an app called Daily Audio Bible. And that was just amazing. I wouldn't call myself a religious person at all, but a person that has a relationship with God that's just deepening and growing. And it's one of the things I look forward to most on trail. And I kind of forgot that too. So that was really fun. So I'm gonna sign off. Look forward to sharing with you more as our walk continues. So hope you guys are having an awesome day.
4: Hello, this is Ibex. And Moss here. And we're on the PCT sort of <laughs> question, mark. <laughs> question mark. We'll get to that. Oh um, my God. Okay, so I guess, we'd start with pre-trip. Uh, first of all, we're doing this together because we're hiking together right now and we're in a tramway together, so we don't want you guys to have to hear the same stories twice. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: So yeah, pre-trip, how are we feeling leading up to oh, it? we wanna start?
5: Um, I'm so excited to be out on the trail, but I feel like the trail is not excited for me to <laughs> be on the trail. <laughs> Um and I'm just like so ready to get out there but it's definitely a uh, glacial speed which we will talk about. Yes. <laughs> How are you feeling Ibex? Yeah, similar.
4: Um I guess leading up to this I like You know, after I explained this in a previous post, but last year, boy band and I trying to do the PCT and literally getting like as far as the airport and then having to stop realizing like the whole weight of COVID setting in. And so this year I was like, I'm not going to believe it's actually happening until I'm on the plane. And uh, so when I got on the plane, it was like this big wave of sort of relief. And then I let the excitement come in. But I was still like, I don't know, anything could happen. And then we get here and everything's kind of happened.
5: Yeah. But. (laughs) We were like the first people here. I think we saw one other person when we got here.
4: Yeah. We saw one other person who had like been up to Hearts Pass the day before and was like, it's crazy. There's a lot of snow. (laughs) And we were like, well, we have to see for ourselves. We'd heard all the, the Facebook stuff, people saying how bad it was and treacherous and dangerous and this and that and the other. But had they been out there and actually hiked it? Were they just looking at data? Like, we just needed to go see for ourselves, so.
5: Yeah, so we did, (laughs) and there was two attempts in this. Uh, One was successful, but the first day we opted to go up and check out the snow for ourselves, and we made it about three miles, and we decided to turn back. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just for safety reasons, we did kind of start in the afternoon yeah um and so we opted to go back into town uh so Mazama has been like our home base up here near the Canadian border <laughs> for entirely too long uh I think the locals are starting to recognize us at this point they are
4: actually because we just <laughs> ran into what's her name today oh my god like okay. yeah yeah so we got about as far as yeah three miles and we met this one girl coming our way and we were like yay did you make it to the border she was like no she made it a bit further than us and just realized that navigation in the snow, I mean, there's no trail to be seen. So like navigation in the snow was going to take her too long. She didn't have enough food and battery power and whatnot. So we were like, okay, well, that's not great, but let's keep trying. Got a little further and then, yeah, got to this part where it was basically if you did fall unless you self-arrested immediately, you're like off a precipice, like into rocky voids. And we were like, it's the afternoon, the snow is soft. This is not a good thing to be doing right now. So, turn back came back down what did we do we waited a day yeah. but we couldn't so the other guy we'd met he was like i'm hanging out for a week in town like doing whatever let the snow melt more we were too antsy we were like we have to try something so we knew there was lower alternate routes and they're legitimate routes that like nobos take when they don't beat winter in september and the snow flies and they have to you know get to the border somewhere or another so we
5: went via those <laughs> yeah and so that was um I would say the most difficult hiking I've ever done Um, and not saying that I have like that much of a prowess but I mean I've hiked the AT and um, we've done a decent amount of hiking and yeah the blowdowns were unreal like every uh, sometimes every five to ten feet there was a Um, blowdown sometimes you'd maybe get a quarter of a mile of free you know trail before you'd be navigating blowdowns that are like the size of me, like seven trees deep. Seven trees deep.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The trails essentially haven't been maintained since 2019 because with COVID last year, just the volunteer crews couldn't get out there. Um, so, yeah, the blowdowns are insane, yeah. as Moss was saying, seven feet deep in some places. You have to navigate if you're going to climb over it, try to get under it. There's ways sometimes through them. Sometimes you have to go up one tree and balance beam across another tree <laughs> and then climb down the other tree.
5: <laughs> and, of course, I'm wearing shorts, so my legs are all cut up. Her legs look insane right
4: now. <laughs> um, we ripped our, like, I ripped my pants. Boy Ben ripped his pants. We all have rips in our men on our packs, I think, from crawling through trees. Um, what else? Oh, and oh, then there was, the like, yeah, the river fordings. There was some sketchy river crossings because of all the snow melt and just places where the trail was a total, it like, It was just a like floodplain. Big, big floodplain, yeah. Um, and parts We made, like, the river crossings weren't too, too dangerous, but there was a couple spots where you forded. Mm-hmm. Ben and I chose to, like, balance beam it across to keep our feet drier. Um, That's like the one advantage of the blowdowns because they're everywhere. They are also on the rivers. So sometimes you can find places to cross. Um, But yeah, we linked up the trails. We did a series of lower trails that got us to the PCT about four miles south of the border and that's lower elevation. So from there to the border on the PCT was
5: fine. We did have to do some snow navigating before that though as well.
4: Mm-hmm. It was yeah, coming up over a pass a before field. getting down to the PCT it was a big snowfield, but it was that was pretty fun. Yeah. Boy Ben and I did a little bit of glissading down that, which
5: was kind of fun. But <laughs> <laughs> so we did tag the border.
4: Yeah, um, we tagged the border. <laughs>
5: But we did meet some people as we were going out to the border that had made it through the PCT. And they were like, we are not going back that way. And so we made the decision for safety reasons to not go back via the PCT, which means that we had to go back into the thick of the blowdowns.
4: (sighs) Yeah, specifically Rock Pass was really, really bad, which we would have probably hit like the next day, but maybe later in the day too. And they said one of them fell really far, managed to just like bang himself up a bit and not break anything. Thankfully, another one lost like all his stuff. (laughs) Um, So they were just like, it's a nightmare. We never want to see snow again. Like we made it. But also, what route did you guys take? We're taking that back. Um, So, yeah, we found another route where we backtrack our trails a few like miles in and then took a different series of trails to get out on the PCT where we would just like skip rock pass basically. And then we had like 14 miles to get back to Hart's Pass. Um, so we did that. And so that
5: is kind of like our official first night on the trail, you could say. Yeah. Yeah. we
4: didn't know when to do this recording (laughs) because we were like, what constitutes our first night on trail? Um. Oh, yeah.
5: (laughs) But yeah, so we are uh, technically on the PCT and we are going to be going southbound. The conditions are a little questionable. So, um, in regards to how we're feeling about all that... Let's uh see. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that I'm, like, tentatively excited and optimistic. I'm, like, so ready to be on the trail and, like, actually get out of this town and, like, continue down the trail and get into the rhythm of through hiking and stuff like that. Um, but it seems like based on what we've heard from other people and the trail conditions that we're still probably gonna be doing a lot of lower alternate routes and it's just gonna kind of be like, literally like a battle to get to the next town. Yeah. Between the trail conditions and stuff like that. So I'm like tentatively optimistic.
4: Yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around that. Unlike with the AT where most years you can pretty much Continuously hike from one end to the other, barring any crazy, you know, flooding or fire out there, but that's pretty rare. Unlike that, the PCT and then the CDT, even more so, are very much like there's always going to be reroutes, there's always going to be fire detours or weather you know, reroutes, whatever, and you're not necessarily ever going to hike the actual whole trail itself. So I'm just trying to get to this point in my brain where I accept that and I'm not, like, frustrated about, like, I just want to be hiking on the PCT, you know? But, um, I mean, just being out here and hiking and being filthy and working the body, like, it feels really good. I feel like a hiker again. I feel, Mm -hmm. like, just so happy to be outside and moving. Um, I think we made the right call, like not just waiting around and at least doing something and getting ourselves to the border some way, somehow. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds like up ahead there's, despite there being a huge heat wave right now, which is another thing going on, it's going to be in the hundreds in the valleys for like the next week. <laughs> but um, despite that, up top there is still snow. It's just, it was so deep and so compressed, I guess, that it just takes ages to melt. Um, so yeah, we don't know. Um, we haven't heard great things about heading south from Hearts Pass, but also we don't, there's only like two people who have gone in front of us and they ended up bailing, so I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, but with each day that passes, more snow is melting. Mm-hmm. And once we get to Stahegan after that, surely the snow will be gone by then, right?
5: (laughs) And there will be no more
4: (laughs) blowdowns. And there's another already detour up towards Stahegan because a bridge is out from raging rivers. And so it's just like, yeah, this is just kind of the name of
5: the game right now.
4: Just logistics and detours. Maybe eventually we'll hike the real PCT. Yeah, we'll get there.
5: (laughs) We're uh, we're hiking our own hike right now, you could say. (laughs) Yes,
4: for sure, for sure. So, yeah, it's... An adventure and uh, i don't know still still loving it just um it's just different
5: yeah and hard well i think that's all i have to say yeah that's it that sounds good yeah <laughs> all right well this is uh moss and ibex signing off i hope you guys enjoyed our little t- trail oh, trail, t- trail, <laughs> trail <ramblings. laughs> our trials and tribulations on the pct woo
6: What's good, y'all? This is Toes. This is supposed to be the recording of the fir- after the first day, but my recording got messed up while I was on trail, so I'm doing this at a uh, hostel. What's this hostel called, Toodles?
7: North Cascades Mountain Hostel.
6: North cascade Mountain Hostel. I'm here with Toodles. Um, yeah, uh, first day on trail was amazing. The views, the dangers did not disappoint. Those snow crossings, had me fearing for my life but I was so glad to be out there I honestly cried the first day I was out there thinking about just think honestly just thinking about the time prepping up to it all the months planning for it Um, talking about it. This is all I've been talking about and thinking about for the longest time. And I'm, I was finally out there and within the first couple, first couple of miles, I started to cry and I'm not someone that likes to talk about their feelings very much, but I just couldn't help it. Started crying. It was great. Okay. There's a backtrack a little bit. Um, before heading out, I met up with Toodles down in uh, Tennessee, to visit him, his family, and so we could both head out to Seattle together to meet up with another f- another friend from the- that we met on the AT Pale Ale. So we were with Pale Ale for two days in Seattle um, before she drove us up to Hearts Pass. And the entire time in Seattle, we kept talking back and forth, seeing if we sh- if we should be carrying an ice axe or not. And we didn't buy any, but we definitely should have had an ice axe. Like, I was seriously fearing for my life half the time. But it was amazing, and I would not trade that experience for anything. I honestly should have done a lot more research before heading out here. I actually came out here with a hammock, and there's this is not really a place for hammocks. and Yeah, so I just called my friend and have him set my tent out. So hopefully I'll be arriving within a couple of weeks. So until then, just got to deal with it. It's been extremely hot. Like I actually had a, I actually really bad, sunburn on my legs and my arms. I actually, had, I went out and bought a sun shirt. And sorry if I'm jumping around so much. I have just been like, my mind has been racing like crazy. Like after everything, and finally being out here has just been amazing. Like it felt weird packing up everything to head out here, and. I really can't wait for more. I can't wait to see what else the uh, PCT has for me. And that's all I have to say at the moment, but um hope you enjoy what you're listening to and talk to y'all later. Bye.
7: Hey y'all, uh, this is Toodles. It is June 27th and it is almost 11 o'clock PM. And I'm still awake from the first night on trail. Uh, for many reasons, like this was, I don't. It was just a whole mind game today. Like I don't know that I just I can't put it into words. So I'm just not even going to try. Just being out here after all this preparation is really, really, really a powerful feeling and I am just so glad so glad that it worked out I feel like this was yeah this is what I'm supposed to be doing I'm not really thinking very clearly right now I'm sorry um yeah so I also did not like download the assignments beforehand so that's fun but I think this one was pretty straightforward. First day on trail. We, my friend Pell who lives in Seattle, drove me and Toes, wink, wink, and our friend Squeegee to the Hearts Pass Trailhead, which was about four and a half hours from Seattle. Just um, super awesome of her to do that because, I mean, four and a half hours one way. So she had to drive us there and then turn around and go back and then she's coming back in just a few days to hike with us so yeah huge shout out to pale really appreciate your help today um the drive was just absolutely stunning like it was oh my gosh like that drive alone was worth like coming out to see like that's a trip of its own so i don't i don't even know um yeah we didn't get started until i think it was right at like 12.35, 12.40 today. Um, yeah, feeling good. We were really excited. We were talking about going all the way to the Canadian border tonight, which, wow, how fun and silly that was to think about. But, yeah, um, we are just feeling great and just pumped to be out here. Hiked all day. Um, yeah, I followed the PCT north. We met two other southbounders who are coming back from Harts Pass. So that was cool. And yeah, on the AT, I didn't meet another southbounder until like day six. So, But I also feel like all the southbounders are probably pretty close to get it. Yeah, so we hiked, we kept up a pretty good pace. And uh, the snow was honestly just fun. Like it, w- it, was <laughs> it was fun for us for the most part. I mean, there's a couple of sketchy moments, but you know, it's like after we figured out what we were doing, going across Woody Pass, Rainy Pass, I think is what they w those were, like in between them. It's just like it yeah, uh, use your common sense, be careful. We had micro spikes, you know, like there weren't a lot of steps just because you know, the snow's melting so fast. So yeah, um any other yeah, dangers were you know, kind of everything else was eclipsed by the snow there for a while. Uh, This was all three of ours the folks that I'm hiking with right now like first experience doing anything like this So we kind of yeah, just winged it. I was actually like like halfway across the first snow traverse Um, (laughs) You know just kind of kicking I don't know if this is the correct thing to do Just a kick in as far as I can with my toes and keeping three points of contact with my trekking poles and moving sideways like this weird crab was working out, and then like halfway across, I'm like, "Oh my God! I have a pound of micro spikes in my pack for this for this reason, and I forgot to put them on." So it's just this weird moment. Like I was like, and then it's like, "Well, I'm I'm doing good. I don't need them." And like got all caught up in my ego, and then I like put them on. And it was like it's like kicking it into four wheel drive, dude. It was just so much easier. There was a world of difference with the spikes. So I, my first experience with microspikes, big fan. Um, yeah. I can't wait to get rid of them though, but glad that they work so well. I, uh, Yeah. So we did the snow thing. Then there was one part where it was like pretty far, you know, it looked like it was a lot of switchbacks, but we could not, we were struggling to find the trail, but we knew we were going down. Just so trying to like go down slowly and I fell and slipped laying on my butt and I slid like just a little ways and I was like you know what like this is fine I'm just gonna keep doing that so yeah I just slid for a while I think it has a fancy term gliss, glistens glissading I don't know but it was a lot of fun and it's my preferred means of snow travel for sure although I know that's not possible in every situation but for this one today it was a really cool moment and I think like Kind of broke the ice for all of us, uh-huh. no pun intended, and we're, yeah, just kind of made the snow fun and made it, you know, just another small obstacle on this short detour to Canada via on the way to Mexico. So, yeah, um, I also think it's kind of funny that I found it in me to complain about the miles up to Katahdin. <laughs> And turn around and come back, but I do have to say, today was a much better first day than my first day on the AT. I really, really enjoyed myself. Uh, we did about almost 15 miles. We wanted to get as close to Rock Pass as we could, um, so we can do that first thing in the morning. So yeah, I think it's like 14.5. I don't really know. And um, I was feeling really good. Was feeling really confident. And then the last two miles were. A climb, and they were really hard. But uh, it was nice to make our goal on the first night. Yeah, so I have probably been rambling for too long. Um, it is 11.01 p.m., so my 30th birthday is in 59 minutes. So that's pretty cool. Um, turning 30 on the day that I plan to tag the border. So, yeah, that's the, that's the goal for tomorrow, I think. And yeah, just feeling really grateful and exhilarated to be out here.
5: And oh my gosh, there's stars.
7: Sorry, I like I'm in my tent. And oh wow, the stars are gorgeous. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, this is Toodles. I survived day one, and I am literally just thriving right now. And I love this yeah i don't know what else to say good night y'all toodles bye
8: hey y'all this is Katmandu i'm coming to you direct from my duplex so you'll hear a little flapping of the breeze i'm at hopkins lake um little bit about my journey um originally i was going to go nobo um and i decided to go sobo because of the uncertainty with COVID and all um so i went out and did uh finish the long trail um i had 87 miles like that and i hiked 100 miles of the bmt to uh, get me uh in trail shape um my biggest concern that I had with the PCT uh, initially was getting a permit, and the whole process seemed daunting. And in reality, it was really easy and really streamlined. So that behind me, once I got my permit in February, the next thing that caused a lot of trepidation was the amount of snow in Hearts Pass. Um, the day I printed my permit out, there was 123 inches of snow. And so every day I Tuned in the snow tell and looked at the snow, and by golly, before I knew it, it was down to zero. Um, I knew I'd still be dealing with snow and hiking in snow. That's the reality of it. Um, but it was really comfort to know that Hearts Pass was down to zero. So, you know, that was something that played on my emotions. I, do I need an ice axe? Um, I had micro spikes. I was definitely bringing them one way or the other. But, you know, do I need ice axe? So I talked to people and um, finally decided I would wait until I got to Seattle. I could always go to REI and get one if I needed to. Um, so uh, I decided uh, to wait till last minute, and I didn't get one. And I am right now um, the first full day in, 6.3 miles from the Canadian border, and I haven't needed my microspikes or an ice axe. And hopefully that stays the, stays true to form. I know Snowqualmie Pass and Stevens Pass might be a different story. Um, right now, the Sierras are clear from all the reports, so uh, that's, you know... Pretty much the Snow Deal, and I caused you know about the the most concern for me. Um, it was funny because I came to Seattle. I flew from Orlando, Florida, um, went to uh, John Belcher or Gandalf. He's a trail angel that brings people to the trail. Him and his wife Tana are just unbelievable the trail angels. Very hospitable. Really took care of us. Uh, great accommodations. Brought us right to the trail. And Gandalf actually hiked in. Um, six miles with us and camped with us the first night, uh, and he did great. He's in his 70s, and he's just he's just an awesome guy, great resource, great trail angel. Um, that was kind of a surprise because I had a day to kind of acclimate, and uh, since there were three of us, we collectively decided to get an early start and get going, so I didn't even really have time to think about or worry about some of the things with the trail so we pretty much jumped right on it uh when we went through Mazama it was 107 um been a major heat wave out here uh by the time we get up to hearts pass it was down to 92 um and it's you know it's arid out here so it's not as oppressive as 92 in florida uh and now today after our first full day we did um 18 and a half miles um it was beautiful day about 82 degrees so it's awesome to be on trail um it's so picturesque it's just beyond epic um the pct um you can gain thousands of feet lose thousands and feet and it's so genteel it's just really nice well graded um different trail obviously than the at and and i knew that coming in but i didn't think it would be as kind um so the first the first full day i was able to really go and get 18 miles in i feel great feel strong uh, we're going to go touch the border come on back and start our trek to mexico tomorrow so i'm excited it's a day early um but it's all good um pct can't recommend it enough i'll show pictures i'll share them um with the trek and it's just a, an awesome experience really looking forward to the journey and i hope you enjoy my journey thanks trekkers
9: What's up the track? My name is Cal, trail name Starburst, pronouns they, them. It is 8 p.m. on Wednesday, June 16th, my first day hiking southbound on the Continental Divide Trail. Um, (laughs) I'm just thrilled to be here. I mean, I have never been in such a beautiful place in my entire life every, every view, every lookout looks like a postcard. Um, it's hard to believe it's real. I think I spent the entire day hiking today with my mouth open, just in pure awe and wonder of my surroundings and, um, filled with gratitude, with you know, feeling just the life that uh, the abundance of life that surrounds me and and feeling really free and alive out here, which is why I think we come to the trail. Um, I'm thinking a lot about walking slow, especially through glacier, um, because I've never been here, and who knows when or if I'll ever get to come here again and in that lesson of gratitude, really trying to look around, see everything and look at every view like it's the first time that I'm seeing it and like it's the last and really taking it in and not losing that sense of wonder. Despite this trail being 3,100 miles of oftentimes just kind of pure suck. So I've heard, so I'll have a lot of trail to rush but right now I want to walk slow and I really want to take it all in. How I'm feeling right now on my first day is actually quite a contrast to how I've been feeling in the days leading up to starting my hike. Um, I am hiking southbound on the CBT because I had to work right up until last Friday. I'm a teacher. That's, that was the last day of school. Nothing you can do about that. Um, so I've been just extremely busy, very little sleep, tying up all the loose ends with grading my students finals, kids having graduation, my students, I don't have my own kids, um, <laughs> packing up all of my stuff, moving out of my apartment, cleaning up my classroom and saying goodbye to my friends who probably won't see in a long time. Uh, and trying to spend as much time with my loved ones as possible, Um, especially my dog. My dog is a puppy and um, I have never even been away from her for a night. So I have been really emotional and really, you know, as soon as, I didn't have any more distractions from all the work I had to do. It was kind of like an emotional flash flood. I just cried and cried and I didn't want to leave my dog. I didn't want to leave my partner. Um, And I you know, those babies, there's always a baby on the plane, right? So on the plane coming out here, I was that baby. And I was just crying for at least two hours and listening to Juanes and Dolly Parton bawling my eyes out. And I'm sure everyone was like, is there a baby on this? Plane? I'm like, no, it's me. I'm an adult. And I'm really sad. Leave me alone. And so I think there is... Um, yeah, we, we went to get a fuel canister at REI and I walked past the, the dog section and I started crying in REI too. I'm like, I miss my dog. And just feeling like an idiot. Um, but that vulnerability is really the vulnerability. That's the reason that I come out here. That's the reason I love to through hike is because it, it makes you raw. It brings out an honesty and a vulnerability that all of the distractions of our regular lives just don't very often. And I find that being vulnerable and processing and grieving loss and really confronting painful, difficult change is how we grow. And that's my intention on Trail is um, always to, to enjoy my life as much as possible and to be the best version of myself as possible. And so far, it's only day one, and i I've been getting a lot of positive feedback from doing this. Uh, you know, taking this risk from folks in my life. I shared what I was doing with my students, and a lot of them felt galvanized to tell me their crazy dreams and be authentic about their identities. And their parents were really supportive. Um, so I've got nothing but support and I, I haven't even done anything yet. But I think that is the transformative power of, of doing something like a through hike is that you never know who you're going to inspire. You never know whose life you're gonna change just by being the kind of person who takes big risks for big rewards and who um, is sensitive to uh, the growth and the change and is intentional about that, intentional about being courageous. And I don't think that, I think this is just one of many ways that we can do this. And we're all, you know, finding what that path is for us. And mine just happens to be a very literal path out here. Um, I am scared. Um, I, I am nervous. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, but I feel hopeful and I feel filled with gratitude and I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of support and through hikes would not be possible without the support of all the folks that we leave behind who have to take on extra responsibility Um, and they don't get enough credit. So really want to thank everyone who supports anyone who hikes and anyone who chases down a crazy dream because we are, we are crazy possibly clinically so. But (laughs) anyway, um, I'm looking really forward to building community with all of you sharing this experience. And I hope that you feel inspired to chase your dreams too. So this is Starburst signing off. Love you.
10: Hello, Rooster here. (laughs) It is day one on the CDT. The old Chuck and I just got to Mokawanas Campground up in Glacier National Park. Uh, We got in yesterday, uh, had a pretty smooth flight getting here, and was picked up by a hiker we met on Facebook by the trail name of Waterboy, who did the PCT back in, I think it was 2018. We uh, loaded up the car and drove right out to Glacier National Park to try to get permits to get started today, which is the 21st. We ran into some issues. Uh, We were not able to get a permit that day. Uh, The ranger was very kind and helped us go through a few different itineraries to get us started, Uh, and it looked like there was nothing available. Uh, So we were We were thinking we were gonna have to go ahead and delay to the 23rd for our first day. He did advise that we come as early as humanly possible. I think the ranger, the park opens at notes, so the park is. Free for entry before 6, but the rangers' offices where they do the backcountry permits are open at 8. And they said, make sure you get here before 6 when you don't need tickets and uh, come get in line. So we got up real early this morning, got to the office at 5 a.m. We were the uh, third and fourth people in line. We looked at the maps to come up with our third or second and third plan and actually found that there was a campsite that we missed that had availability so that we would be able to start today, the 22nd, uh, which is what we did. The itineraries kind of jacked. We did 13 and a half miles today, starting at 2. Tomorrow we've got an 18 mile day, and then day three we've got a 27 mile day. So it's uh, definitely, we're not giving ourselves much of a warm-up, but it was the only way we were able to really get started this week. Uh, and we we really didn't want to get up here and have to worry about paying for a hotel for all that time, uh, or a motel. So those were the, the quick logistics of getting up here. Today has been insane. So much more beautiful than my expectations. Uh... We started from the uh, Chief Mountain Alternate. Uh, right now, uh, the uh, the the main route, which I'm not even remembering the name of right now, isn't open. You can't get into Canada. Um, Waterton Lake, that's it. So the only way for PCT or CDTers to go southbound this year is through uh, Chief Mountain. Uh, we got to the border. And uh, we couldn't find the monument, but uh, some, some border patrol agents drove up uh, to go do whatever they're doing over there. And uh, we asked them if we could go in and take a picture with it real quick, and they were real nice. They let us go in and get our photographs taken, and uh, we got started. The views have been insane. Uh, The water out here kind of reminds me of the high Sierra in some of the glacial lakes where it's just like this deep blue over here It's a little more turquoise, but absolutely gorgeous Uh, The meadows are full of wildflowers Um, Really beautiful the plant nerd in me is having to stop it at you know Every other one we walked by to take a couple photographs so I could try to figure out what they are later Um, We saw moose came out of some woods into a meadow and like maybe 30 feet in front of us, about eight feet off of the trail, there was a bull moose, uh, a younger one, with uh, fuzzy horns just kind of hanging out. We uh, took a wide trail around them, saw a spruce grouse kind of like just walked right up to us beside the trail, which is funny. When we flipped south on the PCT, that happened our first day walking south from the border as well uh, with the same kind of bird. I think. Uh, And uh, we got our 13 done with relative ease. The trail is pretty nice. Um, It was easy to find the site. And uh, I don't know, I'm just really happy. It's uh, really gorgeous out here. The site that we're at, however, is absolutely swarming with mosquitoes. Um, This is almost as bad as the worst day of mosquitoes we had on the whole PCT Um, And this is just day number one and I hear the Bob Marshall wilderness. Uh, The mosquitoes are even worse so We have that to look forward to Um, But really that's all I got to say for today Um, That's day one in the books. We're excited to uh, Go for that 18-mile day tomorrow That's all for now just kidding time for a fact check our friend uh waterboy hiked the 80 not the pct we started the cdt on the 22nd i know i said maybe three or four different dates and uh we flipped north on the uh pct now that's all rooster out
11: Hey everyone, this is Link checking in from the Continental Divide Trail. It is July 2nd, day one of the journey for me and my partner, Smiles, who's here. Hi. And we just finished the Appalachian Trail on June 16th. So about two weeks ago, we were on top of Mount Katahdin. And I think it's helpful for you all to just hear the last couple weeks that we've had and that will lead us into um, this first day on the Continental Divide Trail. So once we finished the Appalachian Trail, we got picked up by Smile's parents and we drove down to Boston. Had quite a time in Boston and then drove to New York City. So if you think about going from the end of the Appalachian Trail into the the heart of New York City, Brooklyn, Manhattan, it was, um, it was a very exciting and overwhelming shift come from the Appalachian Trail all the way down to the city. And we were in New York City, basically just eating anything we wanted. um, Because we're just coming off the trail eating peanut butter tortillas and all that stuff. And we, from there, we flew to Seattle. I originally grew up in the Seattle area and I have some family that live in central Washington. So for about a week in New York City, we flew to Seattle, Washington, and we started feeling kind of the time crunch of like oh my gosh we only have 7 or 8 days before we're heading out to go do this other trail that's 3000 miles after walking 2200 miles and we were visiting some friends and trying to fit in any kind of planning time where we could and a couple of days ago we left washington and thankfully and graciously my parents drove us across the state to Montana and that brings us to about yesterday we had planned on stopping by to pick up our glacier National Park permit and you know we had called ahead a couple weeks ago right when we finished the Appalachian Trail and heard that permits were notoriously hard to get this year people were showing up at like four in the morning and standing in line to get the permit. And so we decided we were just gonna take a chance and stop by the permit station, see if we could get our hands on a permit. We showed up at the permit station at about 3 p.m. And turns out we messed up the ticketed entry into the national park to even get to the permit station. So we ended up having to walk about two miles from the park boundary to the permit station um, at the Afgar Backcountry Permit Center. And we just got there and, you know, Somehow, happenstance, we pieced together a backcountry permit to go in today, July 2nd, yesterday at about 3 30 in the afternoon, saving us the heartache and the pain of trying to show up at like four in the morning to this place and wait in line for like three or four hours um, because it's July 4th weekend. So we feel pretty lucky about that yesterday and got a quick, you know, four mile warm up walk in just to keep our bodies moving and then this morning we woke up and got some breakfast in east glacier and my parents drove us to chief mountain which is the start of the continental divide trail here and you know we left we walked away and you know in the grand scheme of our trip this year it's day one of the continental divide trail but it's actually day 113 on a trail for us and for me, I felt very comforting. It was obviously wrapped up in excitement and, you know, the unknown and an adventure. And but just that feeling of going back to something that we'd already been doing and feeling like we're we're in the routine and we kind of know what to expect a little bit um, was actually a very comforting feeling. And obviously, there's some like excitement and some butterflies in the stomach. And as we're walking away, we're just not quite sure what to expect and and what that means and how it's gonna feel. But we're at this beautiful campsite here at this place called Glen's Lake, uh, about 10 miles into the CDT right now. And I don't know, Smiles, how did you feel today?
9: Today, I was surprised by how relaxed I felt. I think like what you were saying about getting back on trail, feeling more, I don't know, comforting than maybe some of the running around we've been doing for the last two weeks. I definitely feel um, at ease being back in our shelter with wind blowing through the vestibules. Um, I'm grateful that I feel like that
7: right now.
11: Yeah, so feels like we've had quite the whirlwind of the last two weeks. And we're glad that our bodies are holding up. I know that we're feeling the soreness a little bit in our bodies and we're hoping that they hold strong for us on at least in this these first couple weeks here until we get back into the groove of um, the long hike. But yeah, this is Link and Smiles, Continental Divide Trail Day One. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. And that's it for today's show.
1: In our next episode, our correspondents are calling the shots on the subject matter. This is wild card episode number one. You do not want to miss it. If you aren't already, we strongly encourage you to subscribe to Trail Correspondence on whatever platform you listen to podcasts to ensure that you don't miss future episodes. If you'd like to help the show, we'd be extremely grateful for a review on iTunes or simply sharing the good word with friends, family, your fellow trekkers, and or Bob from your local deli counter. You can keep up with our correspondence and get some fun behind-the-scenes content by following on social at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay, that's it. Until next time,
6: happy hiking.